eyes peeled, everyone. It's time for the full 10 Yards College Football Podcast. Welcome to the Full 10 Yards College podcast, back again for a second week. Uh, Tim didn't kick us off the air. I uh, hope you enjoyed last week's episode, actually, where Rob and I went through and discussed some of our players to watch for the coming football season. This week, we've got a pair of podcasts for your listening pleasure, uh, both of which will be discussing the most important position in sports, and that is, of course, cornerback. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> first, two uh, two shows on quarterbacks this, uh, this, uh, this week. One... Uh, that'll come out today, which will be Thursday, and then one in a couple of days on Saturday. That two part. We've got quite a few guys that we want to hit on, so uh, yeah, we'll we'll get through we'll get through them all in two parts. Uh, as you might have heard, I've been joined by someone else. You can hear him giggling away there uh, at my really bad joke. I've been joined by Tom Borett, um, how, uh, one of our new f- uh, college writers that we've got in the full ten yards. Uh, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Uh, looking forward to this. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, Really excited to join the college football writing team at the full 10 yards. Um, I'll just uh, give a little bit of background if, um, if that's Yeah, right. go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. beat me to it. Okay, no worries. So, uh, yeah, so um, I'll predominantly be covering uh, the SEC this season, which obviously is by far the best conference uh, in college football. Um, yeah, but I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of the SEC in general, so um, I'd find it hard to pick a single team. But if I was to go with... One from the east and one from the west. I'm a big Jake Fromm fan, so that's the uh, Georgia Bulldogs on the east side. And then, um, with, well, if we're going west, then I'm a big fan of uh, Jimbo Fisher and what he's doing down at Texas A&M. So, um, yeah, Giga Maggie. Yes, nice one. Uh, yeah, we've got uh, we've got our competition. We'll just remind everyone of that, actually. A good little segue. Our competition on Twitter. Uh, give us a follow and retweet our pin tweet, which is to win a uh, Von Miller Texas A&M jersey. So if you fancy winning that... Uh, like you say, Giga Maggie's, and then uh, yeah, get a get a star of the NFL and, and of college football as well. That's uh, sitting in my wardrobe, waiting for our follow account to hit five hundred, and then they'll start to pick someone at random, and we'll give that away. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, just on just on touch on NFL. I mean, like just going back with what you said actually yeah. about the SEC. I'm pretty much the same. I'm not like I mentioned last week. I'm not really a, a fan per se of any team, but I'm very much a Pac-12 person. So you know, we've got two experts here talking about two conferences, and uh, you know, later down the line, we'll get our other guys on board on the podcast. We'll get Tom uh, Robery, who we've uh, you know we've had on I think on the regular podcast in the past, and then we'll also get our American colleague Trevor Griswold on, and he'll be talking about the Big Ten and just generally. Yeah, about Notre Dame, who he sports, and just generally about the NFL as well. Just on the NFL, Tom, uh, you are a Bucks fan, is that correct? <laughs> I am, yes. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, tried to tried to keep that quiet. Yeah, yeah, I thought I'd to... miss out that part. But, um, <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's, I mean, I would. I'd never be a. I'd never be a turncoat. My uh, my parents took me to uh, the Raymond James Stadium when we were visiting Florida in uh, two thousand and four. So. Um, I've I've sort of followed them ever since um, to, without much success, um, but I mean, obviously, I think like just about everyone else um, in the UK, I'm also super keen to see what uh, Baker Mayfield and the boys do down in Cleveland. But um, yeah, Buccaneers fan. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, like you say. Can't be a turncoat, can you? No, you know, no. at least like you've got some excitement. You've got Bruce Arians in, and uh, you know, James has got to perform as well. So it could be an exciting season. It could be one that surprises people. Yeah, yeah, I hope. so. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but like you say, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, Baker fan, big Baker fan boy myself. And uh, yeah, got a little bit of a softball actually for the Cleveland Browns because I'm a, you know, when it comes to NBA, I'm a Cavs fan. So oh, okay. yeah, definitely got a little soft spot for them as well. Yeah. 
I mean, I think with some of the building, the, sorry, sorry, I was just going to say some of the building the brown stuff as well on YouTube has been a really, really good content this year. It has, well, yeah, yeah, it? really good. Yeah, yeah, really good. I love all that stuff, uh, you know, building the brands. I think quite a lot of teams have gotten stuck. So I was watching one with the Cardinals, I think it's called like Take Flight or something. Okay. I was watching that on, I was watching that on YouTube quite recently as well. So yeah, yeah no, yeah. Check, check all that stuff out. It's really good. It helps the, to keep the sort of preseason shorter, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I definitely watched a few at the start of um, last year and throughout last season. I know Clemson Tigers do a vlog, Texas A&M do something. I think I was watching Ole Miss as well. So, um, yeah, there are a few of them out there, just kind of weekly 25-minute videos. And, they're, yeah, they're, they're really insightful. Yeah, kind of bite-sized. It's kind of cool. Anyway, like I was saying, that's the ice broken. How, <laughs> how about getting into some quarterbacks? Yes, you're looking forward to it very much. Definitely, definitely. Okay, I'm going to kick this off on, kick this one off really hot, actually. Um we're going to talk about Jalen Hurts. He's yes. obviously the Oklahoma quarterback now. He's transferred from Alabama, six-two uh, senior, weighing in about two twenty, two nineteen pounds by skill school measurements. I'm going to start this one with really hot, like I say. Um, I'm not someone who usually sort of says hot takes or says things to reaction too much, but I'm going to put it out there that Jalen Hurts is going to be the biggest comeback story in college football in 2019. And I'm even going to go so far to say it's going to win the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> I, 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 we, we have not shared notes, but I, I, I've, I've got the exact same thing down. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's that's a good start. Yeah, I just think he's not going to be the most talented quarterback in college football, but I think in Lincoln Riley's system, which has produced the last two Heisman winners and the last two number one overall draft picks, I just think he's going to put up numbers both on the on the ground with his mobility, which we saw obviously when he was at Alabama in the early part of his career, and up through the air as well, which you know is an area that he needs to improve on. But I think for the Heisman, you need a story. There's a comeback story. There's also the Oklahoma story of having the last three and three. Exactly. And I think you know before I qualify, I'm going to qualify this for everyone thinks have gone completely mental I don't think Jalen Hurts will get drafted number one but I do think he'll play his way into that first round contention yeah definitely I mean I I can I completely agree it's, it's, I've been doing some research obviously uh, prior to this and I mean he, he rushed for 954 yards in his freshman year I mean mm. uh, Sam Ellinger ran in uh, 16 touchdowns last year and still only hit 482 I mean he, mm. he really is a dual threat um, he looked so good. I know it was only spring practice, but he looked so good in the uh, spring scrummage that he did with Oklahoma. He looked confident. The boys were the boys were jumping around him. Um, and yeah, like you say, with with the last two Heisman winners and two number one overall picks in Baker Mayfield and Kyler coming out of um, Oklahoma, I just feel like it's it's that kind of fairy tale story. And I, I think he's got a very good chance of doing that. Yeah, I think he's got some playmakers as well. I, I know we're just mainly talking about quarterbacks, so we won't go too much into this, but I just think uh, Grant Calcaterra is one of the best tight ends in the in the college football ranks. And then you know you've got CD Lamb, who's one of the best wide receivers. So mm. you know, he's going to have some people to throw to. He's got that. He's, he's you know a fairly simple system to work in, and a simple a system that's come up with some results recently, which we both touched on. So yeah, I think it's all there. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a great season. Yeah, no, I can agree with all of that. <laughs> uh, so okay, let's move on to the guy who replaced him at Alabama yes do you want to take it away on tour yeah certainly I mean uh well where do you begin he's he's obviously um been fantastic I think one thing that's um really interesting actually for this year is um back in 2017 um Alabama had the highest score in recruiting class since Florida in 2010 and all of those guys are Mm -hmm. now in their junior year and arguably their prime I mean he's got the best receiving court in the nation he's gonna be throwing at Jerry Judy who I mean arguably I know that the Heisman has very much become a quarterback sort of uh, competition. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he is good enough, I think, to potentially put himself in contention at the end. He's got Jalen Waddell, Devonta Smith, Henry Ruggs. I mean, last season he led the nation in several several um, 
passer rating categories. Uh, he was he was number one uh, thrown from a clean pocket. He was first thrown with play action, and he was also first without play action. Um, and obviously, coming second in the Heisman race, uh, I think he's just going to have another outstanding season. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, yeah, I think he's just brilliant. Like you say, where to begin? I think that's a perfect way to begin, <laughs> to be honest with you, because there's just so much to talk about. I, there's one thing as well, I and mean, it doesn't actually definitely mean anything, but I guess you kind of see this in soccer as well with left-footed players, but throwing a left-handed ball, mm. it just looks so pretty. I just think it looks much nicer. I don't know, I guess it's because you don't see it like often, and I just think it looks a little bit different. It gives you a little bit of an X-factor, I think. Definitely. And like you say, I think he's just been a playmaker the whole time he's been there. I think he's just an excellent decision maker and he's just super accurate with the football. Um, you know, I think as well, Alabama traditionally is like a super run heavy team, yeah. but they you know, whether you've got this plethora of options, you know, he'll easily go over four thousand yards, I think, this season. And like you say, I think you know, we're talking about a Heisman candidate for sure, and Jerry he might make Jerry Judy, although Jerry Judy is very good and makes <laughs> himself a candidate. But I think, you know, hand in hand they are they're just gonna be really explosive. No, yeah, I'd completely agree. Um yeah, I just, just, just absolutely fantastic. His brother's um, the back. Will his brother be the backup QB at Alabama this year? Uh, I don't know. If you want to talk, I'll just, I'll have a look on the depth chart. I know, fair, yeah, I was just saying that because I'm pretty sure his, uh, his brother did, um, sort of followed in his footsteps and kind of won the Elite Eleven like two years after. And, I, and I'd go as far to say as I know he's definitely at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh... He's not listed on the depth chart on our lads, so I'm not sure if he's redshirting perhaps. Okay, yeah, potentially. But yeah, definitely, you know, once uh, once Tua goes to the NFL, you know, after this year, because he's not going to go back for his senior season, yeah. I don't think, unless injury hits. Uh, yeah, maybe he's going to be in the conversation to maybe win that starting job next year. So yeah, keep watch your space, I guess, on that one. Yeah, it'd be, yeah, would we'll, we'll definitely be interesting if he took over. Um, yeah. Yeah, the other thing that was coming out at SEC Media Day as well, I think he was just talking about how he was in kind of the, the best shape he's ever been in. Um, he dropped body fat percentage, but then put on, I think, 20 pounds. So he's um, he's he's definitely looking to to light it up this season. Hmm. Yeah, and I mean, he's fairly mobile as it is, isn't he? Yeah. He's, I don't think he's a dual threat by any means, no. but I think he's mobile enough to get himself out of trouble and kind of slip and slide around the pocket. You know, if he's looking to sort of slim down and become a bit lighter on his feet, maybe that's just going to get even better, or he's going to become a bit more of a dual threat. So, you know, a bit more layers to his game, that's always good, you know, and he's, he's good enough already. <laughs> so <laughs> that's going to be scary if, if, you know, if it adds that to his game. Certainly, certainly. I, I might shock a few people, actually, before we move on to our next player. I would actually say that two is actually on my quarterback two as things stand. And the next guy we're going to talk about is my QB1. Okay. Who do you think that is? Well, I don't know. Is it, am, am, I, <laughs> am, am I going down? Am I following my Jake from heart here? Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Like, actually, no. I know exactly who it's going to be now. Go on, You're, go on, sorry, go I've got it now. My bad, my bad. You're going for uh, Justin Herbert here. Oh, I, I certainly <laughs> am. I certainly am. Yeah, I really like Justin Herbert. I think he is really accurate. I think he can throw on the move. He can make play with his legs. And I think, you know, he's a big guy. And I think he is a dual threat playmaker. Maybe not to the Lamar Jackson sort of level, but I think he can definitely make, make plays with his legs and he can get you first downs. I also think he's got good pocket awareness and, you know, I think he's pretty advanced in that. Um, that in that regard and one thing that, that really I think for me when I'm watching a quarterback what really sets someone apart is how they can mix their speeds up yeah. you'll see some guys and they just throw fastball 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 Justin Herbert can mix up his speeds and mix up his pace quite nicely I think that's a really really good talent and good trait to have um, yeah I think he's got enough arm to throw it everywhere over the field as well so I think you know if he can sort of get more experience 
which I thought it was just on a side note, I think it was a really good decision that he went back to yes. to Oregon this year. He needs a bit more experience. He needs to work on his time and anticipation a little bit more. But I think he's there, and I think you know if he has a great season, I think Oregon could have a great season as well. I think if he's there, he could be QB one in this class. Yeah, yeah, certainly. No, I'd agree with you. He potentially that that first number one um, QB draft um, prospect, isn't he? And I mean, I think. I'm really excited for their first game, actually, because obviously they've got Auburn. Um, a lot of people are talking about how, how Auburn are going to be a great team this year. But I think when it comes down to it, game one, his experience is surely going to shine through. He's going to be up against most probably, in my opinion, true freshman Bo Nix. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. I just I just think um, he, he'll stand out uh, massively so in that game. Oregon for the win yeah, no. in that one. Yeah, for sure. I think it's going to be a big game. It's going to be, you know, it's early on in the season. It's a big tone setter. Uh, in the seasons, and I, I have Oregon to to do really well this year. So I, I you know, looking for them to put a marker down in that one. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I do think they'll win that as well. Okay, um, so we've got Shea Patterson up next. Um, I was not super impressed by Shea Patterson. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna come on here and talk about everyone in really positive light. If I don't like someone, I'm gonna say it. I, yeah. I, I just didn't see it, and I think you know, I've got, had a few messages from Grizz over there in America. He actually is a Michigan res- resident. Uh, and I've had a few sort of notes of, on him, and I'll read those out in a, in a short time. I'll just go off what I'm going to sort of say and what I've seen so far. Um, I think, you know, Mitch are going to really overrated. <laughs> they're, they're ranked number six by the AP yeah. at the moment. So I think, you know, because it's a big historic program, they're coached by a big name, I think there's a lot of hype. But I just don't see it with Shea Patterson. He makes bad decisions. And I think the first positive that you come to with Shea Patterson is that he's pretty mobile. And. That's not a great sign when your first sort of positive that you say about a quarterback is that he can run around and he's mobile yeah. and you know he's he's good sort of in a you know in in space almost. It screams like sort of positional transfer. It's like a, Sh- a Trace McSorley kind of situation from last year. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not a big, not a huge fan. Have you got anything on him? Or just do you want me to go and read out Grizz's? Yeah, I'd say Grizz. Well? <laughs> I've got I've got to be honest. I'm like not watched him to be fair that much and again obviously they didn't impress last year and I, and I, and I think as you said they um, are ranked way too highly this year so um, mm. yeah please crack on with what, what Grizz's opinions are yeah so I've got, got a text from Grizz here so he said Patterson at Michigan is the most overrated QB in college so starts off pretty pretty spicy there uh, he had the team back last year he never looks comfortable in offence and isn't decisive enough to lead long efficient drives down the field which I completely agree with to be honest with you from what I've seen yeah. uh, McCaffrey's backup seems much more talented and maybe the key to them to finally beat the team down south Patterson may be more comfortable in the new spread off season but not seeing that yet which I think is fair comment and obviously he's uh, he's a Michigan resident but I know from, from speaking to him since he came on board He's not a big uh, Michigan fan, so maybe his uh, his uh, bias is maybe <laughs> showing through a little bit. But yeah, I'm I'm not buying the Shea Patterson. I didn't see anything last year. And just going back a little bit further, when he was at Ole Miss, he wore number twenty, and you can't wear number twenty as a quarterback. It's just not on. It's just not a quarterback's <laughs> number. <laughs> so anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, let's let's move on to your guy. Um, let's move on to Jake from. I know you're a big fan, so I'm just going to give you the Huge floor. Fan. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I just, it's, I've got to be honest, it's probably um, classic coming from uh, from an English CFB fan, but just as, from from the first moment I saw uh, QB1, uh, I just thought he was uh, just such a natural leader. I mean, you see him at SEC Media Days, you see the way uh, the rest of the Georgia team speak about him. He's, he's just, he is just a natural leader and those team are really his guys. I mean, He's had to fight off two five-star uh, quarterback recruits. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just Justin Fields, who everyone remembers from last year, but obviously Jacob Eason was there when he arrived. Eason got injured um, early doors and, and Fromm took his chance and then held that place. 
Um, he's obviously led Georgia to national championship game as a true freshman. Uh, I mean, I know they lost in overtime to a bit of magic from Tua. Um, but then again, like last season, even it took, it took a bit of magic from another uh, Alabama backup uh, QB that time in the form of Jalen Hurts um, to get the Bulldogs, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to beat the Bulldogs and get them past in the SEC championship game. Um, I just think if there's a year that they're going to do it, it's going to be this year. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, they they've got a few tough games this season. Um, I mean, they're playing Notre Dame, Florida, Auburn, and Texas A and M. Um, they're the ones that stand out to me. But I mean, if I'm being perfectly honest, despite liking Texas A and M, I I can't see any four of those. I mean, I think George will get at least three wins out of um, out of mm-hmm. those four. Um, but yeah, what what are your thoughts? So, I mean, I, I, I'll just speak generally about Georgia just to begin with, and then I'll come on to From more specifically. Yeah, nice. I think, you know, they lost some... They were awesome talent at wide receiver. They did. Um, that's so that's going to hinder him ever so slightly, I feel. Um, but, you know, he's got DeAndre Swift in the backfield. Yeah. He, you know, he's one of the best running backs. If not, you know, you could make a you could make a case for him to be the best running back available, um, you know, in the draft next year, sort of draft a Liverpool player. And he's going to be one of the best running backs in college football. Uh, he's also got... A very, very good defensive line. Probably the best left tackle in college football in Andrew Thomas, uh, guarding his blind side, and a, a very good offensive line in general. And, you know, Georgia are going to play good defence as well, because they always do. That's just that's sort of the way they're built. So, you know, he's going to, he's not going to be, he's going to get the ball back quite often, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, in Georgia, you know, they're a top programme. So, I think, yeah, they're going to have some good wins, and they're going to go very far. Speaking about from, in general, I think he kind of, he, he, I think he gets a bit of a bad rap from the media, yeah. <laughs> uh, and maybe you know, you, maybe you see this as well. That I quite like him. I think, by all accounts, like you say, he's a great leader. He's got a sky high football IQ. Makes great decisions with the football, which you can see from his fifty-four to thirteen TD to interception ratio. Yeah. But I feel like because he just kind of ticks along with that much force and quite a bit of regularity, I, I think that people expect a bit more of him. Want him to show a bit more you know in terms of like flashy plays but i feel like he's just that metronome he just sort of keeps things ticking along makes good decisions moves people down the field and like you say he can't be too bad because he's moved on to five stars in fields and eastern as you say you know so i just think he gets a bad rap and i just don't see where it really comes from i mean you know he'll get the game manager uh sort of tag when he sort of is declaring and when people see him work out and things like that and I don't know. I just think he. I think. I just think there's nothing wrong with being a game manager. To be fair, I think you know there's plenty of quarterbacks who come into the league, um, you know, in their, in their first few years, and they just make loads of mistakes, make loads of turnovers. I just don't see Jake from being that. I think he's quite a safe pick. I think he's got quite a low, um, sorry, so quite a high floor. Sorry, he might have a quite a low ceiling or lower ceiling, but I do think that he's a good, really good, solid prospect. And I think, like I say, he gets a bad rap. So yeah, no, I'm quite high on Jake from. I quite like him. No, that's good. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's it's almost like he's not got that kind of wow factor that some of the other QBs mm-hmm. are showing. Um, I mean, last season he he ranked second when thrown from a clean pocket. Obviously, only to two. Uh, I, I just mm-hmm. he's just that he's as you say he's reliable. He's he's going to keep it ticking over. He's going to keep the ball moving up the field and. Um, yeah, I think, I th- yeah, I mean, for me personally, I, I I think it's going to be Georgia-Alabama SEC Championship game. I know that's probably not a huge shock to, uh, to any <laughs> college football listeners, but I think, again, this is this is it. This is number three, third time lucky. Surely this is the one when uh, when when he takes the Bulldogs past uh, the Crimson Tide. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a big on from this year. It'd be, it'd be a huge feather in his cap, obviously. It's, it's, you know, again, he's probably not going to go back for his senior season. No. Um, and you know he's probably going to be in the draft next year, and it'd be a huge feather in his cap if he could do that, and if he could take Georgia that you know that one one step further. I mean, 
uh, and you know win them in the game. Yeah, I mean this this uh, the class of quarterbacks that are going to be in the draft next year is uh, pretty special. Mm. I mean, yeah, if we get if we get a lot of the underclassmen to declare, it's going to be really really good really good class. It's, you know, it depends if a, a few of them if a few of them choose to stay in for whatever reason, maybe injury or maybe lack of form or something like that, and they choose to use up another year of eligibility. It might be it might be less so because obviously we saw that with Herbert last year, and that sort of did make a dent in the the quality of the class. Because I think for me, like the senior. The senior um, sort of quarterbacks that are going to be in the draft next year, they're they're not as exciting as the underclassmen. Yeah. But there's a lot, there's a lot to sort of to, to you know we've still got twelve months. We've still got well not exactly twelve months, but we've still got another season of college football to to sort of iron things out and get things to where they need to be. Certainly, yeah, yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to stick with that senior class. Actually, I'm going to talk about one guy who I really really like, and I've spoke about him last week on the podcast where we kind of earmarking players and I sort of mentioned this in my Pac-12 uh, preview, and that's Khalil Tate out of Arizona. I, I just can't get enough of him. I, I, it, and it's, a lot of it is on projection and kind of wanting to be what he was in 2017 when he ran for 1,400 yards or so and Arizona just walked all over everyone on the ground. You know, he had that he had that high ankle sprain. I, wanna, uh, I just want to hammer that home. You know, when he didn't play well last year, it's because he was injured a lot of the time. And I know I just said this about Shea Patterson when you know we talk about players' mobility and, and being the first thing. I think there's a lot more there with Khalil Tate in the arm. I think he makes some really nice throws and he can make throws on the move as well. So I, I like that aspect of it. And and I think that's really important in the modern NFL where you know, you're getting quite a lot of play-action rollouts and things like that and you're asking people to sort of create outside the structure a little bit more. Uh, so yeah, I really like Khalil Tate. Um, I've yeah. probably spoken to him, I've spoken about him, sorry, quite a lot and I would, probably will do all season, especially if Arizona are playing well. Have you have you seen him at all? Have you seen any? Uh, I mean, not 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 enough to really go into it. I mean, I'm just sort of looking at their schedule now. How do you think um, with him with him uh, leading the team? What, what are your thoughts on Arizona this year? Have you given it much thought? See, I think Arizona. I think Arizona have got some talent. Obviously, they've got JJ Taylor, the running back as well, which is which is one of the better running backs in college football. Again, I'm just trying to pull up. Actually, I should have done this a moment ago. I'm just trying to pull up my Pac-12 preview to see where I've had them. Uh, this is really bad podcasting because I'm sort of Googling live on the air. Uh, what did I say? <laughs> I can't find it. Anyway, I, I think they'll no be pretty worries, good. Yeah, I, I, I think, um, yeah, I think they'll cause some shocks. I think if they can get back to that running game, that's just pretty hard to stop because I think JJ Taylor and Khalil Tate together is a pretty potent partnership. Obviously, as, as, a, as a whole, they're probably not going to be there and they're probably not going to be right up there. They're probably going to be like mid-table, I'd say, in the, in the Pac-12 and, and, and probably... Cause a few shocks, but lose some that they shouldn't do. And as long as they're sort of, I guess you know, we talk about the playoff and getting to the sort of the the last stages of the the you know in the championship game. There's only a select few colleges that are ever going to make it at this moment in time because it's so top heavy with with five or six schools that are going to make it. You know, and Arizona aren't one of those guys. So it's it's all about their seniors and their their players who are sort of at the top end of their their roster. It's about them performing, and that's what I want to see more out of Arizona than you know they they're not going to have any aspirations to go you know right into the deeper you know into the tournament or anything like that. So we'll move on. We'll move on to a pretty interesting quarterback situation, actually. We got, obviously, a bit of news about this in the past 48 hours or so. Um, we're going to talk yeah. about the Miami quarterback <laughs> situation a little bit. We Obviously, when we when we were all speaking in our group chat and we were kind of putting together the names or <laughs> who we were going to talk about, we had to take Martel down. And then, obviously, that's pretty much been taken off the table now with the with the news that he's he's not he's not going to play. Well, he's not going to play from the start, anyway. 
Um, so what's going yeah. on with the Miami QB situation? What's your take on it? Well, I mean, I think it's, I think most people were uh, definitely shocked. Um, personally, I didn't think Ngozi Perry was particularly great last year. And I thought, again, I was kind of rooting for Tate, um, wanted him to kind of get in there and sort of make it his own and again like I think at high school level he was such an exciting player I mean he was so mm-hmm. quick on the ground he was at Bishop Gorman obviously the powerhouse high school in in Las Vegas um, but again I mean there was no way he was really going to get a chance at uh, Ohio State last year with Dwayne Haskins playing the way he, that he did uh, mm-hmm. I just think um, I mean I don't know I don't really know anything about Jaron Williams to be fair so um, I'm not entirely sure like what do you, have you done much research on him yet have we no, the, the, I mean this has completely caught me off guard because I was expecting, like like we all were, you know, to to come in and we were going to talk about Tate and and how Tate he might he might perform in, um, in in my, the Miami offense and how it's going to play out for him, sort of like you say, finally getting the chance after you know sitting in in Ohio State and and being a backup there, and this like you say is it's completely it's quite surprising that, that Manny Diaz has kind of announced it so early because obviously they've got the week zero game which is in 10 days time and now Florida don't have to prepare for Tate Martell so it's kind of strange no, that he's yeah, kind of yeah. he's kind of took that um, uncertainty off the table and I don't really I've never watched Jaron Williams I've never I hadn't really considered him so I didn't I've not no, watched no, him no, at no. all I, I just find it really really ones. really interesting and like you say um, you know Martell and people know him from QB1 and people saw how talented he was in that and, and kind of get, got to know his character a little bit with that sort of peek behind the curtain kind of thing. Yeah. And you kind of think like, yeah. you know, what, what, where does it go from here? Cause is he going to transfer yeah. again? And you know, <laughs> then he has to sell another year and he's going to, where's he going to go? Cause obviously he's taken a step down already to go from Ohio state to Miami. And what's the next step down? Yeah. And, you know, then, then you could become irrelevant almost. So yeah, it's quite a yeah, sticky yeah, situation I, mean, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I've been reading all sorts of things like, is there going to be a position change, which obviously I can't really see happening? Is he going to transfer again? What schools uh, What schools w- would be good for him to do that? I mean, I doubt he's mm. going to be able to go and get another uh, initial year of uh, eligibility, so he's going to have to sit out another year uh, due to the NCAA mm. rules, I'm sure, anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, they, they I think it came down, didn't uh, Manu Diaz basically said that they're passing, like both Martel and Perry just was not as good as Jaron Williams. Well, yeah, that's it. And I mean, I guess it's kind of marked his card to sort of say like, right, well, how good is Jeremy Williams? I guess we'll all be watching in a week or so's time and, and sort of seeing, well, who is this guy who's kind of unsurped Tate Martell and, and how good is he? Because I think for everyone, you know, especially over this side of the pond, I think he's, he's kind of taken our taken us all by surprise, I think. Because I think, you know, if anyone who watched QB1 will know the name Tate Martell and like say, know a little bit exactly, about him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I think yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see where we're at with that. And I mean, at least like you say, Perry and Cozy not not great, and at least he's not sort of <laughs> still behind him on the depth chart. That, that's a positive if there if there is you know if we can get any positives out of this. Yeah, I mean, I thought, you do want to speculate. I mean, there's loads of articles out there. You don't know the guys, so you can't comment. But he has got mm. that kind of that flashy, that flashy um, sort of charismatic kind of. Do you know what I mean? Tate Martell is—he's always been the man. He's always been number one, and it's just—is mm. he—is he not able to sort of fit into a system where he might—he might not actually be the centre of attention? It's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, there's loads, loads of speculation out there. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm sure. Like, it'll all come out of the woodwork, and 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 when it when it actually when you know he gets another job or well another shot at a job at least, uh, or if he wins back the Miami job, um, you know, we'll see 
Yeah, well, that's, that is the other thing, isn't it? I mean, like, he is still only a sophomore. He redshirted his first year. He has still got time to get his head down and work and, and fight fight for the job back. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see him do that. Um, it's not it's not the end of the world, but um, I think players have done it in the past, but it's... Um, yeah, yeah, just just an it's interesting kind of uphill battle. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, one, we'll just touch on one last quarterback. I kind of kind of put you on a bit of a surprise on this one. I know you've mentioned before that obviously you're sort of a little bit of a fan of uh, Texas A and M. So uh, how about you just tell us a bit about Kellen Mond? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, if um, if uh, SEC media day is anything to go by, he's uh, he's come out and said that he's the best, best quarterback <laughs> in the SEC. Yeah, I mean. I mean, fair play, fair play to the guy. He, I mean, he had a good season last year. He's obviously, I mean, I think everything that Jimbo Fish is doing down in Texas A&M is great. Um, I mean, I'm gonna lie, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna start up in front of me. But I mean, yeah, six foot two, ninety-eight kg, well, two hundred seventeen pounds. He's obviously big. He's pretty mobile, um, and and I think that again. In Jimbo's program in year two, it's 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 going to be exciting there. Their their schedule is not the easiest of schedules mm, this year. No, it's not. Um, I mean, but I've got some pretty. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think personally. I mean, Clemson is is um, is the one that I think most people would definitely not agree uh, with with me and my take on this. But they play they play Clemson second. Mm-hmm. Um, they played them. They played them last year at Carlfield, and it was a very very close run game. Um, if if Texas A&M can hit the ground running, if Caelan Monk can, well, live up to how how good as he as, as he claims <laughs> to be, then I've I've actually kind of got it down and I put it in my uh, bold predictions for the start of the year that I can see Texas going and um and getting the job done at Clemson. Um, I don't think anyone else will ever agree with me on that one, but um yeah, watch that space. But I mean, again, just looking at the Texas A&M schedule, I mean they've they've got Auburn at home again. If Auburn live up to their to, to, to sort of uh, how people are rating them this year, then that's not going to be an easy game. They're at home to Alabama. I mean, again, mm. if if both teams, yeah, I mean, I can't see Texas A and M being unbeaten at that point. But could that be the team that give Alabama a shock? I think if they do give Alabama a shock there, then Alabama definitely won't lose again um, in in the regular season. But then, I mean, you look at the like the final two games of Texas A and M. They're away at Georgia and then away at LSU after mm. that. Uh, <laughs> That big seven overtime thriller um, from last season. So yeah, I mean, I, I do like Kellen I do rate him. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't know if he's quite as good as um, <laughs> the best in the SEC as he so claims. Um, and obviously, I do like Jimbo in Texas A&M. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what happens. But yeah, he, he's definitely he's definitely an intriguing player. I'll give him that. I mean, I I'll be honest with you, I haven't watched a great deal of him, but I certainly will. Um, we'll sort of dive into him a little bit more, especially if he starts well, um, especially in that Clemson game. That's probably going to be one to circle on the cards, and I think we'll, we'll sort of touch on the podcast Definitely. next week about games that we're looking forward to and stuff like that. So yeah, no, he's got that. And then you know, we were just talking about the Alabama game, and um, I guess you know it is a kind of field, so Alabama have got trial travel for that one. So that's a you know, it's a it's a boost at least. And you know, if you're gonna just hate, say that you're the best in the SEC, well, then well, you're gonna prove it because obviously, you know, it's not a it's not a conference game, obviously. But you know, you're gonna go up against Trevor Lawrence, you're gonna go up against Tua, you're gonna go up uh, yeah. against Jake Fromm as well, and Jake Fromm, and then you yeah, know the yeah. rest of the SEC defenses that that you know, if if we're just talking about them as the teams as a whole, you know, you're gonna go up against these guys and see how good you are because there's gonna be some tough defenses because as you said at the start, it's it's the best college conference, and uh, yeah, he's gonna be tested. So yeah, definitely one to watch for sure. Uh, that is oh sorry go on 
No, I was, I was, no, I was just going to say what were your uh, what are your thoughts on Justin Fields? But if we're going to save that for another conversation, then that's also fine. <laughs> yeah, we're going to going to touch on Justin Fields in in podcast number two in a couple of days. So I was just going to wrap this up, and then and then we'll 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 talk about that in a couple of days. Certainly. Okay, uh, so we'll, yeah, like I say, we'll, we'll be back on Saturday um, for another bunch of college QBs, in, including a couple of people that we've mentioned um, on this show, uh, and Justy Fields included. <laughs> Jumping again, uh, then we'll just go then, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's cool, that's Josie Keen. Uh, you know, we, we just had to split this up, there's too many to get through, and we want these episodes to be sort of short and snappy. So if you love college football, Full 10 Yards is the place to be. Go over and give us a follow at Full 10 Yards CFB. Hit me up at Wakefield 90 hit Tom up. Do you want to give out your uh, your handle there, Tom, because I'll probably get it wrong. Yeah. No worries, yeah. I'm at Blogs Boz, which is B-L-O-G-S-B-O-Z. So, uh, awesome. Yeah. yeah, and don't forget to hit follow, hit subscribe on all of us and uh, all the CFB writers uh, and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so yeah, we'll see you in a couple of days. Uh, so we'll say goodbye from Tom. Goodbye from me. And uh, yeah, goodbye from me as well. So we'll see you <laughs> on the other side. Looking forward to it. Thank awesome. you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. For all your football needs, check out our website, full10yards.com, or follow us on Twitter at full10yardscfb. And remember, keep those eyes peeled.